Today on Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, we're learning to come to terms with unmet expectations. There is a huge amount of disruption happening right now in our society, and a lot of people right now are not living in the reality that they expected to live in. If you don't understand expectations when they're unmet and it doesn't look like what you expected, it can result in disappointment or anger or disillusionment. This is Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job. Mark is president of Moody Bible Institute and the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. Well, have you ever had an unmet expectation? I'm sure we all have, especially last year. 2023 was a year full of disruptions and uncertainty. But in today's message, Mark Job is going to help us see how those unfulfilled desires can really mess with our spirituality. So if you are living right now in a season of unmet expectations and disappointments, this message is going to speak loudly to your spirit. Mark gave this message to the students at Moody Bible Institute, but obviously it's a message all of us need to hear. So let's get started with it today. Here's Mark Job. I had the incredible privilege of standing nervously in a ceremony as I officiated the wedding of my 26-year-old son. Yeah, I told him on the way there, he was starting, he was kind of finishing up his personal vows. And we were in the car and we were getting close to the church where we were about to do this. And I heard him start to sniff. And I look over and he's finishing up his vows and he's getting all red-eyed and pulling a tissue out. And I said, son, if you fall apart in this wedding, I'm going to fall apart. And we, we are just going to start crying together. So try to hold it together. Okay. And so he, he did so. But as, as I was officiating the wedding between my son, Josiah, and his new wife, Carolina, I told him, I said, you know, you walked in here single. And you're going to walk out of this place and something dramatic will have changed. Something spiritual, something legal, something social. You walked in saying me, you'll walk out saying we. You walked in thinking mine, you're going to walk out thinking ours. There, there's got to be a change that happens and you cannot expect the single life in a married relationship. And so there's a change that happens, but you've never been there before. And so you don't know quite what to expect. Every couple that I've done premarital counseling with, including my son and his fiance, um, they had to write out 30 expectations of what they expected marriage would be like and what they expected from their spouse. And then they share their expectations with the person that they're going to marry. That's always interesting. Because as you start hearing someone else's expectation, like, really, I'm supposed to take out the trash? Or, you know, who who does the chores? Or, 
Um, how often are we going to go to the in-laws? And you start realizing that the expectations that you have may be very different than the expectations of the person that you're going to marry. But I always want them to look at the expectations because I feel like it's important to understand expectations. Because if you don't understand expectations when they're unmet and it doesn't look like what you expected, it can result in disappointment or anger or disillusionment. So I want to talk to you about expectations today. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Second uh, Kings chapter 5. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 27 of Second Kings chapter 5. And um, those of you that are joining online, I know you can't say amen out loud, but you can say amen via the chat if it hits you. There's a story in 2 Kings chapter 5 that to me gives us some great insight into expectations. We live in a season where there's, we have been disrupted in a big way. Most of us are not living right now what we expected. Some of you students didn't expect that you would be doing some of your classes online. It's not what you expected. Kids around Chicago in the public school are studying at home and there's mothers right now trying to do their work on computer remotely and trying to manage a seven-year-old and an eight-year-old while they work trying. It's not what we expected. Some people have been laid off and, and uh, their jobs are uh, sort of unsure and uncertain right now. It's not the way we expected it would look like at this time. In 2 Kings chapter 5, there's a story of a man who had expectations. His name is Naaman. And I'm going to begin reading in verse 1. It says, Now Naaman was commander of the army of the king of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master, highly regarded, because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier. But... Then it introduces us to the element of expectation, something unexpected in his life. It tells us he was a success, a military man, a commander. He had honor. He's the kind of guy that would walk down the street and there was medals clanging on his chest. People would see him. Little boys would whisper and say, yeah, he's the commander. People held him in high esteem, high honor. He was regarded by the king as a valiant warrior. He was a patriotic symbol. He had everything going for him, wealth, riches, honors, fame. But, you know, all of our lives get hit by the but once in a while. It says, but he had leprosy. One thing in his life that he didn't expect. We don't know exactly how he discovered that he had leprosy, but I'm assuming that one day he, he woke up and life is good and going the way he anticipated. And he sees some discoloration in his hand and wonders what it is. Maybe it's just a rash. It keeps going. 
It doesn't seem to go away. He sees a physician. The physician looks at him and says, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you have leprosy. And we don't really know that much about leprosy today because in our modern day world, because for all practical purposes, it's been eliminated in the world that we live in, although there's some countries that still have people with leprosy. But it's a disease that starts with the skin and then it starts to deteriorate. It attacks the nerves. It is a deadly virus that infects your body And ultimately, it starts to eat away at your skin. When it progresses, fingers fall off, skins fall off. Uh, The the smell of dead skin uh, begins to plague you. People's ears and nose, they become disfigured as uh, boils start popping up in, in their body and eventually they die. But in those days, if you had leprosy, you had to let people know because they knew that it was uncurable and you had to let people know from a distance, I'm unclean. You had to move out. You had to live somewhere else. There were colonies of lepers. And you know well from the story hundreds of years later of Jesus, that it was still an issue during the times of Jesus. This was not what Naaman expected. And I want you to realize this. We all face seasons where our current reality does not match our expectations. It's the but in life. All of us are living through some of those. The unmet expectation. And I don't know what your unmet expectation is, But there is a huge amount of disruption happening right now in our society. And a lot of people right now, most people right now, are not living in the reality that they expected to live in six months ago, seven months ago. And I want you to understand that this has been a a highly disruptive season. But even without coronavirus, even without Uh, social unrest, even without the recession, even without the election that's disrupted everybody, still life in general has its buts, unmet expectations. And I want you to understand that, that you, if you have not faced a major issue yet, you will face a major issue where life, what you envision doesn't match what you are living. And I I think that we need to be prepared for that. We need to understand that. You're listening to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job. Our message today is titled Expectations, and Mark will be back in just a moment. But first, we want to remind you that if you ever miss these radio programs due to a busy day or a change in schedule, you can always listen again on your own time by going to our website, boldstepsweekend.org. Or if you'd enjoy listening to these Bible lessons when you're out taking a walk or running errands, be sure to subscribe to our Bold Steps Weekend podcast and get these messages downloaded automatically to your phone or smart device. Just head over to your favorite podcast app and search for Bold Steps Weekend with Dr. Mark Job. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe and leave us a comment. We also want to let you know that you can find exclusive teachings and video messages from Mark on our new YouTube channel. If you've ever had questions about what the Bible has to say on topics like dating, identity, and purpose, or if you simply want to know what Mark actually looks like, be sure to get on YouTube and subscribe to the Bold Steps radio channel. 
All right, now let's get back to our message. Preached in chapel at Moody, it's all about living with expectations. Here again is Mark Job. Now I want you to understand that, that you, if you have not faced a major issue yet, you will face a major issue where what you envision doesn't match what you are living. And I, I think that we need to be prepared for that. We need to understand that. It says that Naaman, and I'm going to summarize the story a little bit here because, uh, because of my time limitation, but uh, the scripture tells us that Naaman would go out with his men and they would raid different places. One of their enemies was Israel. And on one of the raids from Israel, they actually would bring back slaves, uh, prisoners, and they would enslave them into their household. When on one of the raids, they happened to pick up a girl, uh, a Jewish girl, a uh, young girl, and brought them to his household to be a servant in his household. And it just so happens that this young girl, she believed in God and she knew that there was a prophet in Israel named Elisha, the apprentice of Elijah, who asked for a double portion of Elijah. And she, in her simple faith, understood that there was a man of God in Israel and nothing was impossible for God. And so she shared with Naaman's wife that, hey, if my master would only go and see Elisha. There's a man of God and there's power in our God. He could heal him. And the Bible says that Naaman um, responded to the simple faith of this slave girl. And he told the king about it. It tells us that he went to his master he told him what the girl of Israel had said in verse four, by all means go, the king of Aram replied, I'll send a letter from the king to the king of Israel. Naaman left, taking with him 10 talents of silver, 6,000 shekels of gold, 10 sets of clothing, a letter that he took to the king of Israel read, with this letter I'm sending my servant to Naaman to you so that you may cure him of leprosy. So he goes now with a new set of expectation. His life has been disrupted. And now he goes with a new set of expectation that if I bring my influence and power and wealth and go to the king of Israel, then the king of Israel will introduce me to Elisha and maybe I will be healed. The second thing I want you to note, by the way, is this, is that unmet expectations can give way to anger or disappointment that can drive us from our spiritual breakthrough. It tells us in verse nine that Naaman, Elisha basically says, yeah, let him come to me, I'll see him. The king of Israel was frightened because he thought, hey, this is just a tactic to get involved in a war. Elisha said, no, bring, bring Naaman to me. So Naaman, uh, with his horses and chariots, he stopped at the door of Elijah's house. And the Bible says in verse 10, Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan and your flesh will be restored and you will be cleansed. Verse 11, but Naaman went away angry 
and said, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call upon the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. Are not Abana and Parfar, uh, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned and went off in a rage. Yeah, I want you to see this. Don't miss this. So he's going through a difficult situation in life and he has in his mind an expectation, listen, about how God is going to work to solve his problem. And he says it. He shows up to Elisha, this iconic guy that was a farmer, by the way, in his day when Elijah the prophet anointed him, he left his farming equipment and became a prophet. And by the way, if you remember the story of Elisha, he asked from Elijah, his mentor, that he would get a double portion of his spirit, boldly requested a double portion of his spirit. And I haven't counted the miracles, but but people that have say that there's double the number of miracles recorded under Elisha than there was under Elijah. God answered his prayer and gave him a double portion. And so the Naaman shows up and he has in his mind that he's going to show up and Elijah's going to come out. I'm sure that Naaman showed up with all his regalia, horses, treasures, pomp and ceremony, letter from the king. And he thought that Elijah was going to come out and was going to say, oh, great Naaman, I'm so honored that you're here. Let me show me your leprosy. And that Naaman would show him and that he would wave his hand. It says it right there. Wave his hand and call upon the name of the Lord and that immediately he would be healed. And he had in his mind how God was going to work. But God did not work that way. In fact, it was all the opposite. Elisha doesn't even go out to meet him. Imagine the hit to his pride. You send your servant out? And the servant says, hey, by the way, I have a message from Elisha. I'm certain Naaman's like, hey, where's the man of God? I have a servant from Elijah. Elijah says, go down to the Jordan River, dip yourself seven times and you'll be clean. And then he walks away. Naaman is in a rage, mad, angry, walks away. Why? Because his expectation of how he thought God was going to work is not being met. In fact, he despises how God is working. He looks down at it. It didn't match his mental image. And so it, it tells us he became angry in verse 11. And then at the end of verse 12, it says, so he turned and went off in a rage. He walked away from God's plan because it didn't match his expectations. I'm talking to someone here today. You know, I've seen it over and over. I've seen it in my life. I could tell you story after story where I had my expectation, where I said to God, God, I think you should do it this way. And I expected that. And God did not do it the way 
I envisioned. In fact, I, let, me, let me tell you a story from when I was a student at Moody. I was probably about 19 years old. Anybody 19 here? Okay, we got a couple 19 years old. I was 19 years old, and um, I had just done my first uh, practical Christian ministry, PCM, called, and uh, they sent me to be a Sunday school teacher at an inner city church. And I tell you what, that class was out of control. Let me tell you. I mean, these kids were, they were like, I, I learned very quickly. I don't think this is my calling. And uh, after the kids were jumping on the tables and I realized I had very little control over this classroom. And so it wasn't my best experience teaching. Uh, I think it was second graders. And so I went to the, to the PCM department. And I said, you know, I, I, I think, I'm not sure, but I think that Part of my gifting is teaching, preaching. So I'm wondering if I could find a, a place where maybe I could preach or teach to adults, not children. And so I got a call a little bit later and they said, we, we have a place for you. I said, great. They said, it's an old folks residential facility. So, man, I was so pumped up about doing my first message. We had a little worship team that we gathered together and I was going to preach. And so, man, I, I jumped in every tool that Moody had taught me. I jumped in. I parceled the passage down. I got an outline and I, I, I was ready. So I show up Sunday morning. I'm ready to go. I even had a tie on, I think. I'm like, I'm ready to preach. The worship team is there. 10 o'clock comes. No one's there. So I, I, I turned to the lady in charge of the facility. I said, um, excuse me, is this supposed to start at 10? She said, yeah. I said, where is everybody? Oh, she said, young man, you got to go get them. I said, go get them? We had to disperse the team and go from room to room, wheeling our wheelchair people into the auditorium. Half people weren't listening. They were snoring, falling asleep, not engaged. I learned that there's little old ladies in a room that haven't been visited by anybody in two years. They didn't need a message where I parceled out the Greek. They needed me to love on them. I learned that I needed to show mercy and compassion and that people don't care really how much you know unless they know how much you care. I learned to minister and pray for people that were extremely lonely and broken and people that uh, sometimes weren't all there mentally because they had dementia. I learned some of the greatest lessons in preparing for me for ministry, but it wasn't what I expected. Listen, it's what I needed, not what I expected. The Bible says in James chapter four, verse six, but he gives more grace. What's grace? Unmerited favor. It's what you need to survive. It's God's favor poured on us, more grace. That's why scripture says God opposes the proud, but he shows favor for the, to the humble. Can I tell you, I needed, I needed that experience but I didn't expect that experience. God was working through it. He shaped me. He broke me. He humbled me. I needed that.
but it's not what I expected. It's not how I envisioned it. It's not what I wanted, but it's what I really needed. You see, don't you think that Elijah could have come out and waved his hand and immediately healed Naaman the way he expected? But that's not what Naaman needed because he had more than just a disease of the skin. He had a condition of the heart. And the condition of the heart that needed to be broken was called pride. And God wanted to do something more than just heal him on his terms. If Naaman would have shown up with all his pomp and regalia and clothes and treasure and, and gold, he would have been able to kind of think in his mind, I deserve the healing because I bought it with all of my influence and pride and with all of the clothing and gold that I brought. But God wasn't going to play on his terms. God knew that Naaman needed something deeper, not what he expected, but what he needed. Naaman needed to humble himself. He didn't need the man of God to come out. He needed a servant to tell him, go dip yourself seven times in the Jordan. Sometimes our expectations become idols that must be surrendered at the altar with humility. This is Bold Steps Weekend, and you're listening to the Bible teaching of Mark Job. If you missed any portion of today's message, you can hear the entire program when you go to boldstepsweekend.org. On our homepage, you'll also see that we have a wonderful new resource available as our Bold Step gift. It's a book from Dr. Joe Stoll, former president of Moody Bible Institute. And Mark, you have someone special with you right now. Well, Wayne, we have an old friend here in the studio with us, Joe. I know you've worked with him for uh, quite a few years. A good friend back at Moody helping me out. So grateful (laughs) for Joe. And, um, you know, Joe, as we start this new year, there's a lot of our listeners, I think, that are making New Year's resolutions. They want to make some changes. They want to tackle this new year in a different sort of way and make it a better year. Any suggestions that you would have for them? Yeah, I think, well, first of all, I think we're a little cynical, aren't we, about New Year's resolutions because there's so many <laughs> Yes, years. I am. Like we've made them, and, you know, two <laughs> weeks in and they're gone. But one thing that's not gone mark is that God's steady presence in our lives. We have no clue what will happen to us this year. We have no clue what's going to happen in this crazy world this year. But we do know who will be with us this year. And the wonder of the presence of Jesus Christ, Mm. who is with us, who guides us, who directs us, who speaks to us. And so I think as we moved into the new year, and I think let's all make New Year's resolutions, but the one resolution we need to keep is to keep Jesus at the center of our year. I love that, Joe. Keep Jesus at the center of our year. So if anything you do this year, anything you do, determine at the beginning of this year, I'm going to make Jesus the center. All right, thank you. And right now we're offering a special book from Dr. Stoll that will help you do just that. It's called Strength for the Journey, and through six devotionals each week and a psalm for the seventh day, Dr. Stoll nurses our spirit by encouraging us to consistently turn to God through our trials. Life can be tough and messy and confusing, so 
Get your new year started with strength by requesting this Bold Step gift when you give a gift of any amount to support Bold Steps Weekend. Just call 866-535-5580 to donate today. That's 866-535-5580. Or give online and request the book Strength for the Journey when you go to boldstepsweekend.org. Or send your donation and request this Bold Step gift in the mail by writing to us at Bold Steps Weekend, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. By the way, if you enjoy what you're finding here on Bold Steps Weekend, then you'll also want to check out Mark's convenient one-minute teachings called the Bold Steps Minute. These 60-second features will offer you both encouragement and biblical insight to listen to first thing in the morning or at any minute of the day. Just search for Bold Steps Minute on your podcast app and subscribe for these quick and helpful messages. And then as we look ahead to the week, we want to invite you to join us for our daily Bold Steps program. Find it on your local station or simply go to boldstepsradio.org to learn more. Well, that's all the time we have today, but join us again next weekend for the conclusion of this special President's Chapel message on expectations. Discover how our disappointments can be turned into gifts when we lay down our expectations and let God work in our lives. That's next time on Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Joe. Bold Steps Weekend is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.